Hi there. Happy to meet you once again. So in the last episode we saw where Swami Rama was uh, describing about his Gurudeva and his parents. So in this episode let's see how he describes about his master and the prince Swami. My master is known throughout India because of this historical event which I am going to relate. Apparently many Indian lawyers, judges and other educated people already know of it. There was a young man named Bawal Sanyasi who was the higher prince of Bawal, a state in Bengal. After his marriage, he spent most of the time with his wife in his luxurious mountain resort at Darjeeling. His wife was already in love with the doctor and the two lovers conspired to poison the prince. The doctor started giving him cobra venom injections in very small dosages. The prince was told the injections were vitamins. The doctor slowly increased the dosages and one day after two months the prince was declared dead. The huge procession carried his body to a cremation spot situated at the edge of a mountain stream. At the point when piles of wood had been ignited, the body placed over the fire, torrents of rain began to fall. Darjeeling is noted for the highest rainfall in the world. The fire was extinguished by the torrents of rain and the stream flooded over the sw and swept the body away. Three miles downstream from the cremation site, my master was staying in a cave with some of his students' swamis. He was in the process of traveling from the foot mountains of Kinjanjunga to our cave in the Kumayun Himalayas. When he saw the body tied with coffin cloth and bamboo sticks rushing down the stream towards him, he instructed his students to pull up, pull it, <coughs> pull it out of the current and release it from the well-tied ropes. He said, this man is not dead but is in deep unconscious state without normal breath and pulsation. He is my disciple. They untied the ropes and brought the body before him. Within two hours, the prince recovered his normal senses, but he completely forgot his past. He became a disciple of my master and was later initiated as a renun renunciate. He lived with my master for seven years. Then my master asked him to visit different places to meet other sages. He predicted that this Prince Vami would meet his sister and would recall his past. My master said, there are going to be a lot of problems for us, so I had better leave for higher altitudes. He went out our ancestral cave in the Himalayas and stayed there for several years. After wandering several months in the plains and meeting many sages, one day the Prince Swami unknowingly went to his sister's house to beg arms and she immediately recognized him. He took him six hours to remember everything from his past. I was young at the time and remember accurately the details of the whole incident as they were then reported.
Influenced by the promptings of his family and remembering his past, the prince Swami went to the court and claimed to be the prince of Bawal. Numerous witnesses were called to testify for both sides of the case. During court proceedings, it was proven that the doctor had obtained snake venom from a laboratory in Bombay. But it was proven beyond a doubt that the Swami was the prince who had been poisoned by his wife and her doctor boyfriend. The prince Swami told how he had been declared dead, his body carried to the cremation site near Darjeeling, swept away by a flood and then picked up by the masters of the Himalayas and his disciples. My master did not go to court but sent two Swamis to serve as witnesses. The case continued in the Calcutta court for several years and was one of the longest and largest cases tried in the history of the Indian judiciary. The prince eventually regained possession of his property and wealth, but ironically he died a year later. Through this case, my master became known all over the country and people started searching for him. He was always avoided he has always avoided crow crowds and worked with only a chosen group of students to whom he provided constant and loving guidance my master did not want to come into the limelight many times the people of india won, wondered who this great sage was but my master preferred to remain away from the crowds he still prefers to remain unknown and says that the aspirant who genuinely wishes to follow the path of enlightenment should avoid crowds, publicity and creating large followings. Name and fame are the greatest barriers and downfalls for a spiritual man. Even after renouncing worldly positions, the desire to earn name and fame lurks in the unconscious mind. An aspirant should wash off this desire completely by dedicating his body, mind and soul to the Lord and by having no personal desires whatsoever. Such a sage can help heal and guide humanity even from a quiet and isolated corner of the Himalayas. Serving humanity becomes an important part of the life for such sages. They do not expect anything from humanity for they think that serving humanity is the expression of love for God. So there ends my master and the Prince Swami described by Swami Rama. So let's see in the next episode where Swami Rama again explains footprints of delusion. As of now, signing off, this is Divya. Thanks for listening.